Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Berlin Midnight Meows. My name is Sponge Cake. I'm a Hong Konger living in Berlin. Hong Kongers in Berlin is a community of around 700 something people. So if you really, really want to find me out, it's actually not that hard. I live with a cat. You're gonna hear her a lot. And when I say you will hear her a lot, I don't mean you will hear something moving in the background. Just, you know, I don't mean you hear her walking around playing with some tiny things. I really mean she talks a lot. So whenever she's unhappy or when she's happy, she talks. There's no animal abuse here. There's just a cat in the flats. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But that's something I cannot do anything to. She doesn't give a fuck to what I'm doing here. She's sitting in the bed looking at me and like taking a nap. So maybe I can finish this recording before she wakes up. Uh, la, 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 la. Yes, I wanted to mention that I've already lived in Berlin for some years. I've lived in many different areas in Berlin. Like Wedding, Tempelhof, Pankow, Mitte, Fiedeschein. Did I? No, maybe no. Yes, Lichtenberg. I've also lived there. I would say I have enough experience to tell many things. But of course, I, I cannot guarantee everything I say is true. I also don't mind. It's not an onboarding podcast here. If you're new here, you actually might not understand everything I say. But I will try to make it simple for everyone because I also expect Maybe my friends in Hong Kong listen to this. I was thinking, what should I start with? I, I wrote different things on my notes. I even wrote like a full script for my first trial, but it, it didn't hit that well. It was something about dating. I do have a lot to talk about dating, but I also feel like it's kind of cliched, right? So maybe we leave that to a little bit later and start with something very relatable. Yes, I think so. I come from Hong Kong. I don't know whether you all know where it is. Sometimes I also find it a bit annoying. Honestly, everyone in Hong Kong would know where's Berlin. I'm like 99% sure. But then actually many people in Berlin would not know anything about Hong Kong. And like not even as basic as where it locates. That's a weird thing because just speaking of the size of the city, the size of the population, GDP per capita, Hong Kong is definitely way higher than Berlin in some kind of like world ranking, you know. Some magazines, they, they love to do this. It's a very international city, very well known. So I really hope that you Google it yourself so I don't have to tell you here. If you don't even know how to spell it, my recommendation would be maybe just type the most expensive cities in the world. Wait, let me try just to make sure I don't give you wrong information. Yes, there it is. It's even the top of the list. So just type this. You will find Hong Kong and everything about Hong Kong. This is quite important. So everything I say later would make sense. First, you need to know that it's a city like this. It's very big, full of people, expensive. In some sense, very similar to Berlin, but also not at all like Berlin. Throughout these years, Berlin has taught me how to live an inconvenience life. Hear me out here. There are some inconvenience things I enjoy, but there are also a lot of things that many Berliners can probably also share with me. Hong Kong is a very busy city. When I talk to my parents or my friends there, 
they really do not understand how shops and supermarkets can be closed on Sunday. Especially when it comes to supermarkets, everyone would be like, "What if I have some emergency?" The mentality is just very different. When people think of Sunday, they're like, "I don't need to work, so I would grab this day to go shopping to do everything I cannot do on weekdays." Well, I'm just saying. Many people, of course, there are people that are like me who like to stay home a lot. When I first arrived in Berlin, I didn't appreciate it as well. I really have to check. I have enough toilet paper for Sundays. When I think of emergency, that's what I can think of. Because food, you can still go out to eat. But then over time, I start to appreciate this. That's nice to the workers, because that's fair. They can also take a day off on that day. Also, it's a matter of habits. I'm already pretty used to it. Do I lose anything from not being able to shop on Sunday? I think it's the opposite. I even save money. Otherwise, you have the whole weekend for you to buy things. That's why people in Hong Kong they make a lot of money, but they also spend a lot of money. Also, I feel like I go out more, like not just leaving the flat, but walking outdoor, just being outside of a building. Because there's nowhere you can go. You can go to some cafe and restaurants, but how long can you stay there? I'm not ashamed to admit that I actually quite like the Spaziergang idea. That's Germans' favorite activity. They like to stroll around or just, you know, take a thirty minutes walk somewhere around the block. Especially now it's summer. It's not dark and cold outside. Oh, speaking of this. It's also crazy that I can relate to this now. I definitely did not expect this before I came here, because Hong Kong is very hot. When the sun comes out, it really burns you. No one wanna get tanned in Hong Kong. That's also another thing. That's a beauty standard there. All the girls love to be pale. If they're born pale, great. If they're born like with darker skin, then they will try to do many things to whiten their skin, literally. There are lots of beauty products for this. Some pills people can take to whiten their skin. As I remember, my friends taking it. It's something like that that helps your body absorbs or like somehow dissolves the melanin. I don't know. I have no idea. Everyone wanna stay inside. Also, like with air conditioning, just chill at home. Now I'm also like the Germans that I want to go for a Spaziergang on a sunny Sunday. That makes me feel great. It's crazy. Is that what people call simple happiness? They just torture you with the long, cold, and dark winter, and then whatever you have afterwards, you're gonna find it great. Yeah, and this this Spaziergang thing, I also did it a lot with my dates in the past, also with my partner. That's a perfect thing for young people in Berlin, cause they are fucking poor here. I also dated a lot of poor men. To be fair, I was also kind of poor. We were just the regular young people in Berlin under twenty five that you almost look cool when you're poor. That's a Berlin rule. Dating with poor men makes spaziergang the best thing in the world, cause you're not gonna go into a restaurant and then have this embarrassing moment of someone has to check the menu and see whether the food is affordable or how expensive should the food be for the first dates, right? Like this kind of questions, they would just come up in your mind. 
you just walk around. When you're thirsty, you can just grab a drink, like three euro. I think three euro is already pretty generous, right? For a beer or like a mate, something like this. Even if you're hungry, you can just grab a donut. So all together, maybe like two drinks plus one meal, all together still under ten euro. It's fitting perfectly the polygamy trend or the open relationship trend in Berlin because no one wants to invest too much in one person, right? If you just spend ten euro on one person, that's still affordable, even if you have zero job but five days in parallel, right? Since we mentioned Spätti, let's also talk about the convenience stores. So Berlin has Spätti that I did not appreciate when I first came here until I visited other smaller towns and cities in Germany. I did not know that's such a Berlin thing. There are even some kiosks in other cities or like smaller towns that are using Spätti as the name. I literally saw this before. To show how long they open, and they actually close at nine p.m. So having spreadies open till two, three, and even I know some even longer. I sometimes wonder how they decide the opening hours for a spreadie. Is there some kind of regulations for it, or is just depending on when the guy is going to bed? I hope I already sound thankful enough. I don't want to be always just complaining. Also complaining that Germans are always complaining. In the end, everyone is complaining. No one is better than the other one. I know that's already a privilege for us to have spätis in Berlin. I appreciate that. When some dates came overnight, or we had some parties till pretty late, and found out, oh shit, the fridge is empty, but we still want to drink something. Especially if like you're making out with your date, you you don't want to do it dry. Come on, I'm not talking about your pussy or your dick. I'm not talking about your precum. I'm talking about having some drinks around. That's gonna be weird if you just make out super sober, but also dry. Just two dry tongues touching each other and such. I really remember how Spätti saved us in those moments. It's also kind of romantic to go downstairs together because you can, of course, get the drinks there and then really take them home. But you could also smoke one cigarette downstairs and you know chit chat a little bit. Let me talk about how it is in Hong Kong. Uh, so I guess we could also call Spätti a convenience store. The convenience stores are not like these family-run business here. I don't know any spätis running by big companies. Let me know if I'm wrong. I always feel like they are some friends and like family members when I see the people there. In Hong Kong, all the convenience stores are run by corporates. The the staff there they have to wear uniforms. For example, they are definitely more well trained. It's not like the spätis guys. They are in general quite chill. In Hong Kong, they have to do quite a few things. Also, way more people getting things from convenience stores, so they have to restock more. I think the worst country for convenience store worker is probably Taiwan. Again, that's just me. I I saw people who work there complaining online. It's really legit. They have to do so many things. 
of course, the basic cashier things, but then you also have to help them charge the card they use for uh, transportation. Some people might also need to pay their bills there, like electricity, water. They also have a food bar thingy. They have to warm up the sausage. It's also not just like a already grilled sausage there. They also have this tiny hot pot thing. You have to cook the shit there. Uh, and it's like a full menu. People can order a lot of things. In the meantime, there might be people who want to use the photocopy machine. They don't know how to do it. So you also have to help out. You can also do your laundry there. Last but not least, they need to know how to make bubble teas as well. This shit is terrible, as you can imagine, because they can order so much food there. There's also like a hot water kettle, so you can also make some instant noodles. You have to clean, you have to restock, you have to help people that cannot really handle the machines. Some people also have questions when they pay the bills, the account has some problem or like some numbers are not right, blah, blah. On top of this, they really open 24-7. Maybe they have like one, two hours break. I, I can't tell. They are a bit like the TV channels. You know, the TV channels normally have some shows going on all the time, right? There would be one, two hours, maybe at five, six, that there would be nothing there. Or just like some old drama that they replay again. And that's how I feel with the convenience stores. I feel like even if they have a break, just for food to arrive at the shop and then they organize it a little bit. They are humans. They are not like TV that you can even schedule things. No, I am fine with the bit lazy, spready guys. Even the products, like the food they're selling, they are really packaged in a way that you don't need to have any skill. It's also available in Germany, like a lot of frozen food and such. But the variety is just not comparable. In Hong Kong, we need something that could be done under five minutes. Waiting for some frozen fries in the oven for like 20 minutes? No one has the time for it. No. But also like things like the, the snack bar thing I mentioned. They are not like the cold bread here. They are still decent food. Who is doing this? Someone has to be there and serve the food for you. Also to check if the food is cooking all right or it's burned or it's already too old. Things like this. Someone has to maintain that. Microwave food. Yeah, I don't even want to mention this. I feel sad when I look at the variety of microwave food here. I'm just glad that I don't have space for a microwave. Otherwise, I would always be looking around like, what can I make in my microwave? It's always that five things you can do. Oh my God. This fucking fly has been in this room for how many hours? Four hours, I think. It's not leaving me. I don't know why. There's no food here. I'm in my bedroom. It makes no sense because I have a kitchen full of unwashed dishes and my fucking cats did not finish her food from yesterday and I just gave her new food. So this fly can actually move its ass to the kitchen to have its buffet there. Is that how you pronounce it? I feel like I get confused more and more with all the French words living in Germany that people have all kinds of pronunciations or mutation. That's how French people will see it. I have no idea. After the shop thing, one big difference is the festival. Like how it celebrates the big festivals. Many countries do have their restaurants open on the big days. 
even I think for the owners, especially. Okay, now my cat is trying to deal with the fly. Uh, yes, yes. I wanted to say many restaurant owners definitely see these as the golden chance to make money. For people who work during that time, cool if they get some bonus. Maybe then they even volunteer. But most of the time, it's really the pressure from the boss and just different things. In Hong Kong, the biggest festival is Lunar New Year. I usually went to mainland China to celebrate with my relatives and grandparents. To be fair, it's quite hard to get a reservation.、Uh, you need to do it very early, maybe some months before, or you need to have some connections. Especially when I was a kid, it was still the the hardcore corruption time for China. Not just like things could be done with money, but also I'm not gonna say like. That's something I witness. It's just like in theory, you're a teacher, and one of your students becomes a restaurant owner. Then of course you can get a seats in their restaurant pretty easily. Despite the fact that you can dine out in a nice restaurant, don't have to do the dishes afterwards. My mom hates outsourcing, so she always wanted to do it herself. But when I say herself, it's also not rely only her. She was really good at delegating tasks. Every year, I got task. It could be the pre-production of the meal, the feasts. Not not the meal shit. It will be a meal with hand dishes. Sometimes I'm involved in the pre-production of the food or production. If I was not involved in the first two parts, then I would be doing the dishes. Dishes of ten people at least. I am already glad that we didn't have a huge family. That I know some of my friends had family gatherings of maybe fifty people during the Lunar New Year time. Imagine that, my God. <laughs> yeah. So,、um, and I I'm a woman, so of course I need to help.、Uh, while my brother would be just sitting elsewhere watching TV and such. We also said a lot of times, let's just go out and eat something. My mom just cannot let this go. Before cooking, she would be like, of course, really stressed. Afterwards, still talking about it the whole week. I always、uh, sleep in the same room with my parents when I was a kid, teenager. She would always debrief after the big meal on the New Year's Eve, basically telling my dad, like, your sister came so late. What was that? This she made so easy. We can make this on a regular day. She already came late. She should make something bigger. Also, judging a lot of other people's cooking skills. Blah blah. My grandma used to be the chef. At some point, she was too old to do it. Then it becomes my my mom's job. Of course, there's a lot of gender stereotypes, gender roles in this whole experience. But she also wanted to do it because for her, that's a moment she can shine. But I don't want to shine with her. I'm fine with being my brother, just sitting in the living room watching some TV shows that I do not fucking care. I'm fine with that. Just let me be the bad kid. I kind of appreciate the practice here. If we have to suffer. At least let's suffer together. I don't know how each family organizes this. I'm sure there would be people that do more, people who do less. At least not like a bunch of people have to work. A bunch of people can just relax and chill. Then I want to talk about the facilities. 
Well, I wanted to start with something that sounds more decent. So I said facilities. Here, I actually mean the toilets. Berlin doesn't have a lot of public toilets. This is a known fact for many people, right? My friends complain a lot when they visit me here. They just don't understand this because toilets are for emergency. What if people shit their pants or just pee themselves? What What do you do with that? In hindsight, I kind of understand the idea behind having not so many toilets here, because people piss everywhere, anyways. No toilets means toilets everywhere. Isn't that even better? Another thing people complain is when you find a public toilet, you always have to pay fifty cents or like even I've seen places that charge one euro for sure. Why do you have to pay for the toilets? I want to go back to my guess again. People in Berlin are not just pissing everywhere; they are also poor as fuck. Even if I put a toilet here, you guys are not gonna pay for it, anyways. Um, I personally have no issues with the charge. I feel like you need to pay people to clean the shit up, like literally clean your shit, right? Long time ago, I worked in an Asian fast food restaurant. I was a waitress there. I was so glad that there was no guest toilet. The the toilet is just the shopping mall toilet, so we didn't have to take care of it. Otherwise, my God, for the the amount of people who visit the restaurant every day, I can already see how the kids would piss on the floor. I would need to wipe the shit up. That's gonna be included in my responsibilities. So I also find it understandable how some restaurants only let their customers use their toilets. Speaking of my own experience, I do usually pay to use the public toilets. Not saying I'm more generous than other people. I just need my private space and silence when I do my important business. Otherwise, I would just be too nervous. That's why I really barely piss in the bush and such. Not saying I've never, because there are moments that you just have to. I know some people even have a fetish about this, especially for newcomers. I think some even feel like that's like a must do in Berlin. There are three things they have to do: one, going to KitKat; two, going to Backhein; three, piss somewhere to mark your territory in Berlin. If you don't do this, that means you've never been to Berlin. I I don't enjoy it so much. In a sense, maybe I'm just more introverted. I don't want to have a lo-fi music in the background when I pee, like some car driving by, some bike. Like I can hear the pedals. I don't want to hear all these things going on. I know some people can shit outside as well. It's insane. Like my dear friend Pazuzu, actually the artist who drew my podcast cover. She one time suggested me to shit in the bush when we were hiking in the Alps. I I I told her I really can't, and she's like, "No, you just try. It's just nature. Why not?" I was like, "No, I already can tell that my butthole would not be able to relax. That the shit will just be stuck. This is too much nature for me. I need civilization." So. There are people that are very good at it. Like I, my my partner is also very good at this. That's also for men. Their genital is designed in a way that it's easier for them to piss anywhere. Ah,、uh, do I sound sexist when I say it like this? That's just true. Come on, it's not about gender. It's just a tube that is easier to aim. And for women, you really need to spread your legs really really wide so it doesn't splash on your shoes. For me, I've just adapted to it. 
if you have a small bladder, it could really be very inconvenient in Berlin. In Hong Kong, we don't really have an issue like this. Usually, there are lots of shopping malls everywhere. People who clean the toilets, they are always pretty busy, especially if it's a very expensive shopping mall. Can be like outside all the big brands, and you bought something nice at like Chanel, Dior, and then you're like holding your paper bag and going into the toilet. Then it's like shit smell. Also for women toilet, blood everywhere. Like you don't want to step into things like this, right? <coughs> What else? I want to talk about the surface. Yeah, I want to start with the supermarket food packing thing. This is a famous thing for people who don't know. In Berlin, packing your groceries in a supermarket, it's like you're a goalkeeper doing your daily practice. You're really trying your best to catch all the balls, make sure all of them are in. Yeah, because they scan very fast and don't help you at all. Of course, they're much faster than you trying to fit everything in your bags. After they finish scanning, they will just look at you like, "Hey, you have to paint now." This is something, yeah. I I do appreciate how it was in Hong Kong. They are so well trained. The cashiers they will take your bag instead of you being all over the place. They would pack everything like Tetris. The heavy things would go under or rectangular shapes, and then things like banana would always be on the top. They help you pack everything perfectly, better than how you would do it. Second thing, I'm not sure if I want to open this bucket now. I'm afraid to get too emotional. This would trigger so much shit. I feel like Berlin. Just to describe this, it's bad. I don't think any civil servants listen to my podcast in English. Also, so I I can just say it's bad most of the times. But the only good experience I had was with finance arm.、Um, how do you call that finance arm?、Um, uh, I'm so nice, like. It's、really, trying to be inclusive, just in case people don't live here. Even though maybe in the end, it's just like five of my friends listening to this, and they all live in Berlin. But still, just to be safe, it's a tax administration. You see why? Because they are very motivated. They want to get money from me. Of course, they want to support me in giving them money. I remember once I arrived there, and then they found my files in their system and helped me fill everything in. Ooh, this is this Germany? Am I dreaming? That feels like Hong Kong. Actually, Hong Kong, like all the public services, they are pretty nice. I'm always pretty satisfied there. There are also a lots of old people going there, and they would also be pretty patient and help them print the shit out. The information on the website is always updated. Germany makes no sense. In this case, I I just don't understand this. You have a website that is visited by a bunch of desperate newcomers, foreigners, immigrants. They want to prepare everything because they know how difficult it is to get an appointment here. A lot of times, you have to argue with them about the discrepancy between the information they provided on spot and what they posted online. It would make sense if you tell me that they have too many civil servants. They want to keep them busy. They want to lower the unemployment rate somehow. But they always say they don't have enough people, and I also believe that's true. But still, they want to complicate everything. The last service I wanted to mention is the bank. I don't know if there are other places that can beat Hong Kong. 
but literally they have everything. The staff, they are always very nice, knowledgeable, professional. When you call their customer service, really the best solutions offer no useless information. Everything's super on point. If you want to open an account, a sa- just a saving account, that would just take you one day. And when I say one day, I mean the same day. You go there, probably three hours later, you can already use the account. It's as fast as this. I don't know whether they changed, but 10 years ago, it was already like this. The banks here are sometimes even more capitalistic. They would charge you all these additional fees like credit cards. It costs extra money here. Most of the time, there are lots of banks that would just give you a credit card without charging you extra administration fees. It's about the expectations, just the mentality. Maybe actually not just in Hong Kong, in many Asian cities. It's really on the individual level that everyone is expected to be fast and considerate, to not cause problem to other people. It's just way more crowded, not so much resources on average per head. For example, when you get on a bus, you can, of course, pay with cash, but also usually people use this card to pay. You normally don't take it out from your wallet. Your wallet has 100 cards in it. Many have chips as well. Sometimes it just doesn't work that well. In the crazy hours, it could be 50 people behind you waiting for you. People that are already on the bus to people that are still at the at the end of the queue. So you will be thinking, oh my God, the one minute I'm wasting is actually one minute times 50 people plus you plus the driver in front of you that's also staring at you. You might make him miss the schedule. If five people have problems like this, then it would already delay quite a bit. Ordering food as well. It was already my university time. There was a very famous restaurant on the campus. They were famous for their cheap food, but also their shitty attitude. For some people, they don't find it shitty. Some people just develop Stockholm Syndrome after getting scolded for years. They are like, if I don't get scolded today, I will feel like something is missing. It's a very small restaurant. Every day when it's lunchtime, there would always be a long queue in front of the restaurant. Everyone gets around three seconds to order food. Just imagine you're in a long queue. It's your turn. They would be like, what you want? One, two, three. Next. If you can't say what you want during that three seconds, they would ask you to just stand aside. Think about what you want before you stand in the line. They might have already closed the restaurant. Yeah, even though it's so intense, everything, it's not easy to run a business, especially because of the pandemic. They do have pretty good food. Back then, it was very stressful for me, especially, as I said so many times, I can't shit when I'm nervous. So I also cannot order food when I'm nervous. If you press me further, I will be even more nervous. There's an unspoken rule in Hong Kong that if you wear a backpack, go into a very packed train, you would need to take it off. Do you know our upper bodies, they are bigger, wider, they occupy more space, while the legs normally they are thinner, so just more space at the bottom. If you have your backpack on, maybe one person because of this would not be able to get into the train. Why would you care about that one backpack space, right? We have this station, very famous station. That's also from years ago. I, I don't know if it's still like this. It had been like this for many years. 
It's the Admiralty Station in Hong Kong. Because it's the intersection of many metro lines, many people have to change there when they go home from work. On a regular workday at 6.37 around this time, it's not exaggerated at all. People would need to wait for six trains to get on the train. When I say people can get on the train, they literally just get on because their face might be touching the door. It's like burger meats. You really smash everything together. In that case, you can imagine why a backpack space is important for people. And I guess in Berlin, you don't want to put your stuff on the floor. You don't want to put your backpack on some puke and pee, right? Did I exaggerate this? No, I think no. Actually, I did puke once on the train. Just once, just once. I was maybe too drunk and then I puked. I was also trying to clean it up, but I just couldn't. I was looking at the floor. It's full of sticky liquid that you can't tell what is what. It's not too bad to have one more pile of puke in this sense. And well, it was too late anyway. So don't shit on me. I try my best. What else? I think that's it. It's fucking two hours that I recorded. My God, I'm already thinking, how, how do I sort this shit out? Uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, actually, as I said in the description, I do have this life hack thing. It's the first episode, so maybe let me explain a little bit why I want to share it's like life hacks. I've mentioned already one million times. I'm a big introvert, but also very sensitive to many things. In short, I just have a lot of pet peeves that many people might not even notice. Really tiny things. I've been just looking for solutions. Uh, Many things worked out because I am also a person that likes to experiment. But do I have one today? I'm just looking at my notes. No, I don't have one prepared for today. Maybe I can talk about a life hack for cats. For the cats, but not really for the cats, obviously, because I I don't speak cat language. Even if I do, I don't think they would give a fuck either. So it's more for cat owners. My cat, um, oh my god, I just talked about my cats and she literally just now, she literally just came. Looks like you cannot badmouth the cats in this flat. She's a very picky cat when it comes to food. Slowly, I figure out that the container actually matters a lot. I don't know if there are any cat owners listening to this. If your cat is also like this, before checking the food, you really need to make sure your cat likes the container. The thing is, they're very picky, not just when it comes to food, but also how you serve the food. Yeah, it sounds very asshole, but you know, if you have a cat, I guess we more or less have accepted this. For her, I've just observed her a lot and she likes eating on the floor. Being inspired by this, I replace her bowls with plates. So far, it worked pretty well. Some cats also don't like when their whiskers get touched by the bowls. So make sure the bowls have big enough opening. Also, the texture of the container. Some cats might want it rougher. Some cats might want it more smooth. Hard to tell. It also depends whether they are the biting cats or the licking cats. For biting cats, they bite into the food and they chew. It's very obvious. You can see it 
you can also hear it. They they eat like pigs. So they are like like that. But then for the licking cats, they just keep licking. In this sense, some shallow bowls would also help them pick up the food because they are lazy to use their teeth. Yeah, cats are very annoying. That's it of my first episode. I hope you liked it. Since this is the very first episode, I would love to hear some feedback. So have a good evening and sleep well. If you're not listening to this in the evening, I highly recommend that. That's all. Well, I'm really trying to close this, but it's hard. It feels like having a call with a colleague and just keep trying to close the call, but you somehow feel like if I end here, it's a little bit impolite, blah blah. But no, I really have nothing to add. I'm fucking tired. I go to bed now. Bye for now.